This guy looks like he means business. Whatever knows fear burns at the man thing's touch. Ouch. Who said that? everyone and welcome to the nexus of all realities a man thing podcast i'm paul matthew carr your guide to the weird the wacky and the often wonderful of a swamp-based monster comic so 2020 hasn't been my favorite uh in fact i'm going to issue an apology to 2019 for all the terrible things i said about it uh so yeah it's um it's been a struggle i hope everyone out there is doing okay uh staying safe keeping healthy um, and keeping yourself busy. These are interesting times, for sure. I wrote a little bit about what's going on in my life so far this year. It's been eventful. Uh, and you can read about it on my website, paulmatthewcar.com, if you're interested. If you're not, and you just want me to get on with the man-thing content already, well, fair enough. Uh, I'll just get on with it, shall I? So, uh, so this is not going to be a proper episode, uh, just a little fill-in while I do some research and get myself prepared for the new episodes that are coming in about a week. And yes, that is plural episodes. But today, this will be uh, largely unscripted, just me reading off some notes and scribbles I made while watching TV. If I sound even less articulate than I usually do, well, that's the reason. I'm also in a new location, so I'm not really sure how this is going to sound, and I'm still working out my, uh, my recording setup and... If this sounds a bit hollow or, or just different, uh, that's why, and I apologize for that. Um, but that's also kind of why I'm doing this little mini-episode, just to get all the technical stuff worked out while I'm uh, researching material for the main episode. So I, like many people, have, have gotten a subscription to Disney+. And among its Marvel programming, there are several animated programs, uh, quite a lot, actually, going back to the 70s and 80s and right up to the present. I've been perusing these for a while now. These animated shows are of varying quality. Some are great, while some are, well, downright bad, uh, especially some of the older ones from the 70s and 80s. But I confess, I have a fondness for many of these older cartoons because either I watched them as a kid, so, you know, nostalgia, or I'm just pleasantly confounded by the decisions that were made in their production and execution. Uh, sometimes it's really quite astounding. But that discussion is for a different episode, or perhaps a different podcast. What I want to do today is talk about a Man-Thing appearance in one particular show. To be honest, in general, I was surprised by how many appearances Man-Thing has made in a lot of these shows. Well, I say many. There's actually only a handful, and usually they're just a one-off short cameo. But Man-Thing isn't the most well-known character in the Marvel Universe, so the fact that he's there at all is remarkable. And as an aside, I think I'm going to do a few more of these shorter episodes, you know, 10, 15 minutes or so, to talk about these appearances. Uh, I'm not going to go into much depth into each one, just, just you know, my overall basic impressions. And uh, hopefully I'll be entertaining as I do so. Who knows? <laughs> Stranger things have happened. But first, let's see how this one goes and we'll take it from there. So, so what I'm going to talk about today is Man-Thing's appearance in one of the more modern shows in the Marvel Animated Collection. It's a cartoon that I knew existed, but had never actually seen. The Superhero Squad. All right, squaddies, time to hero up!
The Superhero Squad ran for two seasons, from 2009 to 2011, on the Cartoon Network, and it was based on a line of action figures put out by Hasbro. And, and that's reflected in the animation style. It's a style I'm not particularly fond of. Uh, a style I found out by doing some limited research on this is called Super Deformed Style, uh, <laughs> which is not exactly complimentary, but it is descriptive. All the characters are squat and bulky with large feet and hands and oversized heads. They look like, well, they look like toys, actually. Uh, sort of an action figure crossed with a bobblehead. I can see its appeal to some, especially to kids, but again, it's not really my thing. Uh, and I should point out, you know, I, I'm fully aware of the fact that I am not the target demographic for this show. And so, you know, any negative critiques I have of this should be, that should be taken into account. And copious grains of salt should be added to whatever my opinions are. So Superhero Squad leans heavily towards comedy, almost a parody. All the characters, and, and there are a lot of them, uh, pretty much everyone in the Marvel Universe makes an appearance at some point, but all of them are caricatures of themselves, very childlike and goofy. And it's also very meta, very self-aware. And as I'll get into in a minute, uh, much of the humor comes from pop culture references and puns uh, and your basic bodily function joke. And I'll admit, I'll admit it is kind of funny. Uh, you know, some of the pop culture reference uh, date pretty quickly, but a good pun, you know, is forever. Uh, and there's a ton of references to the comics. Uh, many of the famous storylines and story arcs are either played out or at least mentioned, uh, the most prominent of which is the Infinity Gauntlet, but uh, but there are others, uh, and, and most of them are altered or stripped down or played for laughs. Uh, that being said, in my opinion, the creators and the writers kind of knew their stuff. Uh, they obviously had a familiarity with the comics and the characters and, and the stories, and although they were doing a parody or a kid-friendly version of these stories, it seemed to be coming from a place of admiration, of, of love for the material. And, and neat little details were thrown in, like the, like the title cards are all done in the style of famous uh, covers from the comics, and, and the titles of the episodes themselves usually are a play on a famous title, uh, but given a pun version of them. On the downside, the show has a really kind of awful theme song and a catchphrase, Hero Up! Uh, yeah, it gets tedious after a while. Uh, again, not the target demographic. Maybe these things play better to an eight-year-old rather than a middle-aged man. So this episode is called This Man-Thing, This Monster, which of course is a play on the classic uh, Fantastic Four story uh, from issue number 51. And the title card is done in the style of the iconic Tomb of Dracula number one. And I have to admit, when I saw this, I thought to myself, you know, okay, show, you, you have my attention. I should point out, uh, this was the first episode of the show that I had I watched, and it's the 17th episode of the second season and it's the third entry in a six-part story arc. I didn't watch all 42 episodes leading up to this, uh, nor did I watch the first two parts of the arc. Uh, I just wanted to go straight for the man thing. <laughs> Which, you know, out of context, sounds like a very strange thing to say. Uh, but, I, but I don't think it matters very much. This is, a, this is pretty much a standalone episode, and it's a kid's cartoon, so it really doesn't depend heavily on continuity, even though it, there is a story arc going on for the season. But I thought I'd mention it just in case I missed some uh, you know, nuance along the way. So the story is that the Silver Surfer has become the Dark Surfer after gaining possession of the Infinity Gauntlet, and he throws Iron Man into an alternate dimension and into a world of monsters, where he finds two villagers, Ellen Brandt and Jack Russell, B-52 
being attacked by living mummies. Iron Man steps in to help, but his armor has lost power and needs to be charged. But that's okay, because Jack Russell is, of course, werewolf by night. And a slapstick fight ensues. And after some humorous moments, the mummies are defeated, but one manages to kidnap Ellen and take her back to Dracula so he can drain her energy. At this point, there's a, there's a little clever bit when Iron Man asks if Dracula drains his victim's blood, and Jack Russell responds by saying, you know, that's gross. Uh, he only steals their energy. A nice kid-friendly way to do the vampire thing. So, Jack Russell, Werewolf by Night, and Iron Man set off through the swamp to rescue Ellen, where they encounter Man-Thing! Hooray! So he joins them and teams up to, to help with the rescue. So after arriving at, J at Dracula's windmill, uh, Man-Thing fights off the mummies, while Werewolf by Night attempts to power up Iron Man's armor using the lab in the windmill, where he is confronted by Dracula. And after a banter-filled battle between Dracula and Werewolf by Night, Iron Man's armor is finally charged and he flies into action, saving the day. Kinda sorta. Uh, Dracula is then tricked into biting one of Iron Man's liquid nitrogen tanks, which causes his fangs to freeze and break. Dracula then realizes he has to go to the dentist and jumps into the arms of Man-Thing for comfort, and since he is afraid of the dentist, he burns to a crisp. Ellen then shows up, but she has been turned into a vampire. It's okay though, because she's a good monster. And using the example set by Iron Man, the good monsters hero up, so she, Werewolf by Night, and Man-Thing form the Supernatural Hero Squad. Uh, that's it. This is all very, very silly, of course. But I have to admit, I chuckled my way through this episode. Uh, first of all, during the backstory exposition scene, pretty much every monster in the, uni in the Marvel Universe is name-checked at some point, which is fun. But the thing I really enjoyed was the wordplay and the dumb jokes throughout the episode. To, uh, to give you an idea of what the humor is like, when Iron Man asks if Dracula has any weaknesses, Jack tells him, anything by Petula Clark. <laughs> you know, a Petula Clark joke. For the kids. Uh, and at one point Iron Man says, we have to improvise. And Jack Russell responds, give me an emotion. Uh, this is good stuff. Uh, but by far, my favorite joke in the entire episode is when... Jack Russell, Werewolf by Night, is leaping on the blades of the windmill, and he says, We Jack Russells are great jumpers. To which Dracula responds, You usually only see that kind of agility in Springer Spaniels. I love this joke, because I have been making a variation of that very same joke for literally decades. Uh, I'm not proud, but I do feel vindicated. But let's get to the real heart of the matter. The whole reason I'm doing this in the first place. The depiction of Man-Thing. And I can say, wholeheartedly, in complete honesty, it is okay. Look, he has a very small role in this episode, uh, despite the punny title. Uh, it's a very comedic, cartoonish take on Man-Thing that's played for laughs. He's a big, goofy guy that talks by making fart noises. Uh, basically, it's exactly what you would expect from a kid's cartoon. And I, and, you know, I didn't go into this thinking... It was going to be some subtle take on the nature of empathy and an examination of the bestial nature of man. No, I assumed he was going to be comic relief, and that's exactly what he turned out to be. If I'm honest, there were more fart jokes than I expected. But in hindsight, kids love a good fart joke. Can't fault the writers for that. He's a big squishy goop monster, and how could you pass up the opportunity to use swamp gas as a punchline? Slow-hanging fruit, people. 
There's a good running gag that whenever we need to know about Man-Thing's power, a voiceover with an over-the-top announcer says, Whatever knows fear burns at the Man-Thing's touch. And the characters all look around and wondering who said that. It's silly, but it's fun. And it it occurs to me I'm using that word a lot. Fun. That's what this show is. It's fun. If I was a kid or had kids in the 6 to 10 range, this would be a clever, enjoyable thing to watch. Uh, And I do appreciate that they use so many obscure, little-known characters like Man-Thing. And maybe this, you know, could have been an entryway into, into learning more about those characters or just getting kids to read comics in general. I mean, how could you go wrong with that? After watching this episode, I, I did go on to watch a handful of more episodes scattered throughout the two seasons, you know, the ones that caught my eye or had a character I like, and they're enjoyable. They made me laugh a few times, but on the whole, I'm kind of done with this show. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Just personally, I've seen a handful of episodes, and now I've had my fill. If you have kids, or if you just want to watch something that's quirky and fun, go ahead and give this a shot. It's breezy, light entertainment, and you know what? You could do a hell of a lot worse. Um, so that's it, I guess. Uh, I'm probably going to do a couple more of these bonus episodes here and there while I get myself together and back on track. Or if there seems like there might be another delay, I'll plug these in to fill that gap. But I hope you enjoyed this little sidetrack of an episode, and as always... Thank you for listening, and let me know what you think of Superhero Squad in the comments or on Twitter, at Nexus of All. So stay safe, everybody. Stay healthy. And as my buddy Brian Reese always says, be well. I'll be back with with real proper episodes very, very soon. And until then, you know, bye, everybody. Oh, keep it swampy, I guess. Bye. You've been listening to the Nexus of All Realities, a Man-Thing podcast. The Nexus of All Realities is a Daddy Elf production. Man-Thing and all related titles are copyright Marvel Comics, and no infringement is intended. The show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you head on over and leave a review, I'd appreciate it, and I'll be your best friend. You can contact the show via email at nexus at daddyelk.com or online at nexusofallrealities.com and leave a comment on individual episodes. You can also connect with the show on Twitter, at Nexus of All. The Nexus of All Realities is for entertainment purposes only. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? All the night.